every time I, I try to start a podcast, it has to start with like, is this year going to get any worse? Like every time I start, uh, every time I've started an episode in the last, you know, couple of months, it's been like, all right, well, this thing happened, but it's going to get better, right? And then the next time it's like, okay, so it didn't get better. It actually got worse, but hopefully we're on an upswing. And now I'm kind of like, um, I know that the world is still on fire, but like, we'll get that extinguisher anytime soon. Um, on that note, hi everybody. Um, it's been quite a while. Um, and I feel like every time I start an episode, I say that as well, because there's no consistency at this point. However, it's not that it's because I don't feel like it or because there hasn't been much change in like the day to day. Um, when I'm recording, it's really just because life has been so insane and such a whirlwind in the past month that I I haven't had one single second to do anything besides just survive. Um, So I've I've been doing a lot of work over the last couple of weeks to really try um, to put some boundaries up in my life so that I can enjoy weekends or, you know, an afternoon or a couple of days at a time, which I know is getting a little crazy here even to think that. Um, But it's been a little bit of an effort to turn off work life, um, to enjoy my actual life. Um, I saw this thing the other day on Facebook or Instagram or somewhere, and it, it said something like, normalize teachers having a life, and that was so real to me, because I think when you, when, as a teacher, when you take your job, there's, like, this unwritten, I don't want to say rule, but, like, this, this, clause almost that's like this is your job just like somebody who works at a bank has a job somebody that um you know is in business has a job somebody that's in pharmaceuticals has a job and like their job ends like we have a job but with your job it doesn't ever end and if it does you're not working hard enough so like if you're somebody who is like I I stop working at 3 p.m don't answer emails on the weekends, I don't work past my contractual hours, there's like this little bit of like, some, you know, there's like a a look that people give of like, oh, then you're just like not a good enough teacher. Only a good teacher works all hours of the day and night and is readily available for her students or his students and their parents and their, or their guardians and they're always, you know, answering emails or, or learning and churning out new innovative whatever, you know, lessons and and activities, and that's a real teacher. That's a good teacher. And that has to stop. It really does. Because I fell into that category of, like, always working, always, you know, at the computer, even before virtual learning. Always, always, always working. And I got really good at pretending that I had boundaries, Like, I wouldn't answer emails on the weekends, I wouldn't, you know, I would leave work at a decent time, but the wheels were always still turning. And that's okay, but now with virtual learning, there's such an emphasis on, like, needing to be on at all times, and that 
you know, there's no clear divide of like work and home because you're teaching, at least I'm teaching from home. So this space that I work in is the space that I live in. And it's hard to, to differentiate between work life and real life because this is a job. Now, don't get me wrong. I love my job. I love what I do. Is this really, you know, a fair way to, to describe what I do with like virtual learning? No, but I keep telling myself that it's temporary. So I think telling myself that it's temporary is supposed to be helping me like, oh, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. But also telling myself that it's temporary is allowing, I'm allowing myself to break my own rules of like, sit at the computer till seven o'clock every night and or later answer, you know, adults, you know, or children or other people like always be readily available. And I'm noticing that I'm like, you know, I'm like deteriorating because I'm not doing anything besides my job. And that's not, that's not how it's supposed to be. There's this like, this emphasis on this is how teachers are supposed to be, but that's not, that's not fair. And I'm sure, I don't want to be insensitive. I'm sure that there are other jobs that are always like this too, but I can't really, um, I can't put myself in those shoes because the only shoes I've ever been in are mine. So it's hard to, to really compare it. But right now there's, there's always been this, like this, this theme of, if you're a good teacher, you, you're all, it's who you are all the time. And I think on a good day, I'd like to say that I'm a good teacher, but I'm also other things and I, I can't just be that one thing. Um, so it's been, you know, it's been crazy, but I, the, the point of that is just to talk about the fact that like, I'm always busy right now, but I'm learning and I'm like reteaching myself how to let it go, how to work when I'm supposed to work, still have a life and, and, you know, try to do the best that I can in all aspects of all of this. Like I knew that I was letting myself, like I was falling to the wayside, you know, um, when it comes to like taking care of myself when I like stopped reading completely. And it sounds very dumb, but like the beginning of the year, beginning of the school year, so like September, no matter what environment you're in, virtual or if things were normal, it's a busy time. It's exhausting. You're getting back into the swing of things. You're learning, you know, all you can learn about 90 plus kids and you are trying to figure out what they need and, and how you're going to reach them. And so it takes up a lot of brain space. So the, the first couple of weeks of school are always exhausting. But when you add in this environment that we're in right now and how it's been so hard, so hard to do my job, I, I, I don't want to sound, you know, very complainy, but it's been so, 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 so difficult. And because of that, I, I don't, I, I had, I haven't been stopping because I'm always trying to figure out, okay, how am I going to reach these kids? And and are they learning? And am I doing what's supposed to be done? And, you know, what else? What else? What else? What else? And it took up so much space in my head that I couldn't focus on anything else. And, you know, especially, <laughs> I have so many screens, so many screens. And I'm, I'm staring at these screens for 
you know, 12, 13, 14 hours a day. So by the time I'm done, I have no energy left to like pick up even a book that I'm loving. So I knew that something had to change and I'm, I'm still very much working on this in real time, but I've had to fight for it. I've had to fight for my life and I've had to fight for balance and it's so difficult, but you know, there comes a time where like, you need to be like, all right, I can no longer take care of anybody else because I'm not taking care of myself. Like, I, I'm sure that people have heard this before, but like, you can't pour out of an empty cup. So like, I can't help anybody else if I'm not helping myself. So I really had to reteach myself how to fill my own cup. So that could look like, you know, picking up the book even though I'm tired or going on a walk even though, you know, I don't feel like it or, you know, journaling for a little bit or laying on the floor with my dog or watching something stupid on TV. Like all of those things have been helping me and it's just such little insignificant things that you don't realize do matter when you've neglected them for so long. Um, seeing my friends, um, you know, calling my friends, just spending time with my family, like it, you need it. You can't just be one thing all of the time. And, and, you know, you might think, oh, you know, I could be spending this time doing something more productive. Yeah, I'm sure you could be, but it's not going to make you any happier. And that, that's kind of where I'm at. So don't get me wrong. The to-do list is never ending. Never, 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 never ending. But it can wait because, you know, I need to spend my Sunday doing what I want to do. Things get done for work first and then you have to step away as I'm staring at <laughs> three screens right now, two of them being work screens and one of them being recording this episode. But I'm really like, I'm not really looking at the work screens. They're, they're there, but I'm not, I'm trying not to uh, get distracted by them. So, I mean, yeah, it's been overwhelming, but that's, that's the case for anybody. I think right now between the fact that we're still like in the deep end of this pandemic we are still, you know, dealing with the news of being a dumpster fire at all times. We're dealing with the election. We're dealing with, you know, our own lives. And, and it doesn't seem to, there doesn't seem to be, like, a light at the end of the tunnel. But I think, like, as cheesy as it sounds, I think we have to start making our own light. It's the only way that we're going to get out of this, even a little bit unscathed. Okay, we're totally scathed. But at least we can, like, we can mend our wounds if we take care of ourselves right now. Like, it's, it's all feeling a little impossible. So what I've been doing lately is really, really, really fighting for and reaching for joy. It's been so hard to look at things with the lens of, like, What's going to bring me joy? How is this going to bring me joy? Where can I find joy and happiness and, and gratefulness in this moment? Um, and by focusing on that, I've started to find happiness in the most mundane things, which I guess is the point. But, you know, a couple of weeks ago, 
when I first got the idea for this episode, um, I was doing laundry in my laundry room in my house, and I had a moment, which is going to sound like very Lifetime movie-esque, but I swear this happened. I had this moment of putting clothes from the washing machine into the dryer, and I said, wow, I'm so grateful that I have a washer and dryer and I'm able to do my laundry in my home. I have no idea where this, this like, thought came from. I, I really don't know what the, like, root of it was. But I, like, I sat with that for a minute of, like, why do you feel grateful to be doing laundry? Like, nobody likes laundry. And I think it came from, like, I'm in a position in my life right now that a lot of people want and, and wish for. Like, we own our home. We have a dog. We have a washer-dryer. Like, some people don't even have, don't, don't have things. And they want them. And, and, some people work, and don't get me wrong, we work extremely hard, we have worked extremely hard, we hustled and hustled and hustled to have the life that we have, but, like, I, I think about it as if, like, this is all normal to me, and my normalcy is what somebody is wishing for right now, so be grateful for the laundry, be grateful for the mess in your kitchen because you have a kitchen, be grateful for, you know, the alarm clock because it means that you are able to get up and go do your job because people want that job. And some days are better than others, but today I, I had another thought and, you know, it, it went, it went along with that gratefulness. And I said, you know what? I can't, I can't put the episode off anymore. It's been too long. I don't want to procrastinate. And if you're, if you have this feeling, this is the time to do it. I was laying on the couch before and with my dog, and I was reading a book. And, you know, normal activity for a Sunday afternoon or evening at this point. Um, I had opened the windows today to, like, let some fresh air in because it's a beautiful, beautiful day. We went for a, a, a little bit of a longer walk, Frank, the dog, and me. Um, we had a nice day, you know. It, it was... It, uh, the windows open, like, made me feel like, you know, okay, things are going to be all right. There's some fresh air. So... I'm reading this book, I've got my window open, there's like a breeze coming in, I've got like a fall-scented candle burning on the coffee table, like, it's like, it's very, um, you know, picturesque, if you, if you will. So, the, what would normally drive me absolutely insane is I'm like relaxing, got the candle, got the window, got the dog, got the book, and I hear like, Frank's violent, like, stabbing and pressing of a video game controller, like, the buttons, and normally I'd be like, oh my god, stop with the video game, right? But I had this, like, shift where I was like, wow, you used to want this so badly. You used to want this so badly. And then here you are. Like, it's here. This is your life. And... It wasn't, like, this, like, life-altering thing. It was more of, like, a relaxing moment. Um, it wasn't super profound, but it was just one of those times where I was very aware of, of my surroundings, of, like, you're in a living room of your home with your husband and your dog, and you wanted this so badly, especially the dog. Like, I even think about, I think back to, like, before we had him, and relentlessly being, like, oh, I want a dog. Are we gonna get a dog? Like, you know, looking at pictures of dogs, and and now it's like we've had him for, a, I don't even know how long, since June, and I'm like, I can't even imagine not having him. 
So it's all of these things that like kind of became this perfect storm of peace. And I think especially me, and I'm a hundred percent guilty of this, but like we always, we tend to always want and want and need and need and wish. I wish I had this. I wish I had that, you know, uh, just constantly looking ahead and looking at other people without actually like looking within and being like, this life is yours and it isn't half bad. So, you know, why don't you start acting like it? And, And this is what you always wanted. So behave accordingly. You know what I mean? Like, I can vividly remember years ago, Frank and I talking about what our life was going to look like. And here it is. And I think, you know, we tend to to have these like blinders on while we're, while we're kind of walking through life and we're not actually looking at the most mundane things that are making your life what it is. Like food shopping. You know how lucky we are to be able to do that? And, and, you know, have have space and have a home that's ours and and I'm not trying to sound pretentious when I say this but like wow when you look at it this way like it's easy to to get kind of swept up in in feeling grateful but it's a fleeting feeling right like okay I'm so so grateful for my laundry I'm so grateful for the dishes in the sink I'm so grateful for you know xyz and then the next day you're like oh my god there's there's clothes everywhere why aren't we unloading and loading the dishwasher, you know, and life continues. And I think that's okay. There, there should be a balance. But in, the, in this time where everything feels like it's, it's just getting worse, you have to fight for joy. It ha- I've had to, like, manufacture joy. I've had to create it myself because things have seemed very dark. Things have, things have seemed and have been difficult. So the only way to shift that is by doing it yourself. And I mean, some days are easy, some days aren't. And, you know, I think right now, if that's the advice that that's working for me, I'm thinking that it might work for somebody else. Just fight for it. You can't get sucked into the bad stuff. It's so much easier to get sucked into the bad stuff. It is so much easier to be negative. It is so much easier to have that woe is me mentality. And I think 100% of the time it's never made anybody feel better. No, I, I'm not a, like a toxic, positive person either. I, I allow myself to feel whatever it is that I need to feel. But man, it's been so hard to find happiness, but once you've found it, it's like, why would I ever try to go back to the bad stuff? It just doesn't work anymore. Once you've realized that, like, the good things that you want are already here, it's kind of hard to, to, like, look at anything else in, in a different way, if that makes any sense. Anyway, um, I didn't anticipate for this to be the, the whole conversation, um, but... It's been, you know, I feel like it now feels right for it to be that way. I mean, there's there are blessings, and, and we have them. They don't have to be expensive blessings. They don't have to be lavish blessings. If I can find some sort of blessing in, in folding towels, maybe I'm, maybe I'm on to something. I don't know. 
with that being said, I mean, it's very easy to also compare your blessings to other people's who seem to be more blessed, but let me just do a quick reminder of social media is not real life. It's a highlight reel. It's what people want you to see. So let's just, I mean, I'm honestly saying that for me, but I'm, I'm thinking that it'll help you too. I want to take a, a quick second to um, honor my teachers, my, my coworkers, my people. And even if we don't work together, even if you're a teacher in, in Tennessee, you're still one of us. And um, I just want to say you guys are doing a great job, every single one of you. You're learning new technology every day. You're trying to make your lessons the best that they can be for these kids, and you're doing it. It might not feel like it, but you are doing it. You are doing a great job, and keep it up. But take care of yourself. Step away from your computer. Don't get sucked into thinking that the only way you're going to be a good teacher is if you work until, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning every night. Don't measure your worth in hours. Don't. You've already done enough. I promise. And I'm proud of you. And I'm rooting for you. We've got it. Sometimes. Hopefully. <laughs> um, anyway. I didn't anticipate this to be a long episode, so I'm not gonna, you know, ramble on and on for, for long periods of time. But I do want to tell you one thing that is bringing me some joy that I think that you might like to. On Netflix, there's this new show. It's called Getting Organized with the Home Edit. Absolutely amazing, amazing show about organizing spaces in your home. I'm obsessed. I watched it already. I bought both books by the, the two people that, like, founded the Home, the home Edit. Um, wow. If you want, like, one of those shows that's, like, oddly satisfying where somebody comes in and, like, organizes a space and they're like fun while they do it and everything's color-coded this is your jam it's not like hoarders it's not like where people are disgusting and, and they're hoarding like plastic bags that are filled with like various animal parts I didn't make that up that is one episode I'm never gonna forget it <laughs> this is like semi-normal people who are getting like their closet organized or their kitchen or their garage. And then they also have like celebrity guests too, like Reese Witherspoon, Eva Longoria, um, Kane Brown, you know, a wide variety of people. Neil Patrick Harris. Anyway, really enjoyable. I really, really, really think that people will like it. And it, it might motivate you to like <laughs> clean out your closet if it's a mess. It has motivated me enough to buy two books about cleaning out the rooms, but I haven't actually started cleaning the rooms yet. So I would say that I'm, like, on a slow and steady pace, but it's better than nothing. And that's it. That's all I've got for you today, honestly. Um, I hope you're enjoying your day or your night whenever you're listening to this. I want to thank you for continuing to listen to this. A lot of you have been super patient and so supportive, um, and that means a lot. So thank you. And uh, until next time. Thanks.